In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One, who comes this Christmas in order to give us Christmas. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ. So, when is Christmas? We, we kind of started things off talking about when that is for you. And, and uh, in our culture, there's a, a whole lot of kind of ranges uh, with Christmas. You know, um, uh, when Hobby Lobby can sell out of certain Christmas items before Halloween, you know that there is a bit of a range when it comes to Christmas. And, and so, you know, there's this question about, like, when does Christmas begin for you? You know, does, does Christmas begin pre-Halloween? Does it begin, you know, just after Thanksgiving? Or is Thanksgiving really kind of a part of the Christmas holidays? Is that just kind of, you know, Christmas Advent in a way? And then when does Christmas end? You know, we, we have this sort of cultural story that, that says that there are 12 days to Christmas, and that has a lot to do with the church's celebration, but uh, we've basically sort of shuffled that off. But then also, in a way, we kind of extend Christmas out until New Year's Eve at least and say, well, that's kind of the end of Christmas. Um, uh, and there's all of this question about, well, when is it? And, and when does it happen within that big range of, well, maybe Halloween-ish to maybe January 6th-ish, when in the midst of that is it really Christmas for you? Because when you have that big range, you have to start making some decisions for yourself, right? Because people have, have shirked their duty on telling you when Christmas actually is, and so you have to kind of come up with that sense of, okay, this is Christmas for yourself. And so, for some of you, maybe it's when you take that first hit of eggnog. That's really Christmas. Maybe for some of you, it's when you have that 41st hit of eggnog. That's when it's really Christmas. Maybe it's when you watch a certain movie Maybe you, you wait for watching the, the Peanuts Christmas special or Die Hard or whatever it might be that signals to you, okay, now it's Christmas. Or maybe it's when you hear that first Christmas carol on the radio or on your playlist. Maybe it's something completely different. Maybe it's when family shows up. Maybe it's when you open that first present. Maybe it's when you get your tree. Maybe it's this. Maybe it's that. But it is kind of confusing. It's confusing because we all have these sort of different definitions of, well, okay, now it's Christmas. Because, because we have all of these separate Christmases, well, we're, we're not all playing off of the same page. And so... For one person, it might be Christmas really early on in the season, and for somebody else, it may not be Christmas yet. Or maybe for you, it's a little bit more of a sentimental thing. Maybe you need to be around a certain person in order for it to really be Christmas. Maybe it's spending some time with a beloved family member or somebody that you're in a relationship with. Maybe it's something that, that's even, you know, kind of a little bit more personal and deeper. Maybe it's the, that time when all of the kids have gone to bed and you're left by the Christmas tree and everything is quiet and you're able to just sit there and think. Or maybe that's early, early in the morning before everybody gets up. 
in order to open presents and you're there just kind of by yourself and that's really what Christmas is for you. Well, there's all of these different things that are going on and unfortunately, because there are all these different things, all of these different definitions to what it means to have a Christmas, sometimes things can happen in our lives where we don't get a Christmas. And that's a sad place to be. You know, if Christmas is all about that time that you get to spend alone next to the Christmas tree and, you know, people have been haranguing you all throughout the two Christmas days, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, and you're not able to get that alone time, you may walk away from Christmas in January going, I didn't really get a Christmas. Or maybe if you don't see a certain family member, you walk away and you go, I I didn't really get a Christmas. I didn't get to see that person. Or maybe it's something else for you. That heaven forbid that doesn't happen this Christmas for you. But that there's a possibility that you could walk away from Christmas with this sense of sort of desolation this sense of emptiness, the sense of hollowness in a Christmas, because you didn't get something that you needed in order for it to be Christmas for you. Well, that sense of hollowness and and desolation is actually a good part, good place for us to start talking about this reading from the Gospel of Luke. Because that place of hollowness and desolation that place is kind of where the entire nation of Israel is when it comes to looking forward to a Messiah. They're, they're looking and looking and looking, but it, it just doesn't seem to be coming. They're waiting for this good news of a Messiah who's going to come and he's going to change everything. He's going to make it Christmas before they even know what Christmas is. They're waiting for somebody that's going to give them a reason to celebrate. They're waiting for somebody who is going to give them a reason for hope. They're waiting for somebody who is going to give them a reason for Christmas. But they haven't gotten that. And you can kind of see this on maybe some other people that you know, this sort of sense of of desolation This place where, you know, if you miss too many of those Christmases, you start to get sort of embittered against Christmas. You you start to go, well, Christmas is, you know, it's just so commercialized. It's just so this. It's just so that. I don't really care about Christmas anymore. Because Christmas has lost that sense of joy, that loss, loss of celebration. And that's where Ahaz is. This guy in our Isaiah reading, he's gotten to this point where his city is under attack. And God comes to him and he says, ask for anything. And if I were Ahaz, I think I would ask, hey, maybe stop the guy from attacking us. But Ahaz, is, he's just, he's beside himself. He has no hope. He has utter desolation. He goes, I don't want to test God. You know, I, I'm Whatever. And we know some people that are that way about Christmas. Yeah, yeah, Merry Christmas. Oh, yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, Happy Holidays. 
And maybe that's how the shepherds feel while they're on the hills overlooking Bethlehem. Maybe they're up there, you know, talking about politics. (laughs) Talking about Quirinius, talking about Caesar Augustus, talking about this this poll that they're taking, this census that they're taking of all of the people. Maybe they're talking about that. And maybe everything is dependent on just the things that they can see in front of them. And it's kind of hopeless. It's kind of hopeless. The, the Romans have had control for so long. It just seems like they, nothing's going to happen. Until. Until an angel shows up. Yeah, I mean, you can see those shepherds laying back, you know, maybe having some eggnog, (laughs) watching the sheep, talking about politics, they're talking about a possible government shutdown, they're drinking some more, and then all of a sudden the angel comes and he's like, guess what, I've got great news! And they're like, ha! (laughs) Ha! Because Christmas is there for them. And sometimes we don't expect Christmas. Sometimes we are very shepherd-like in that we don't expect Christmas. We don't expect joy. We don't expect celebration. We don't expect hope. What we expect is sort of, eh, there's snow on TV. But instead, they get an angel who tells them good news. Good news about hope that is born. Good news about joy that is born. Good news about celebration that is born just in the next town. And the angel, I love the way that the angel does this. The angel talks about it and he says, look, there is the Messiah who's going to be born, Christ our Lord, and this is how you will know him. You will know him because he's going to be wrapped in swaddling clothes and he's going to be in a manger. And then he cuts to a song. And all of his angel buddies show up and they're all singing a song. And then they disappear. Now the thing that I like about that is that the angels never tell the shepherds, go see him. They just tease him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, really good news is born. This is what it looks like. Bye. And so the shepherds are left after the angels leave. And we get one line from the shepherd who says, hey, let's go over there and, and see this thing. But I kind of imagine in my head that there's more lines of dialogue. That those shepherds are like, do you want to go see what that was talking about? And another shepherd going, yeah, I want to see that. That is what Christmas should be. That desire for us to encounter Good news. Good news that maybe we're 
we were expecting, maybe good news that we were pining for, maybe good news that we haven't had in a long time. But that that good news has come. I kind of asked you when Christmas is. And I'm going to put something out here that, you know, you probably feel like I have to say this. This is when it's really Christmas. This is when it's really Christmas. This good news read to you about a little boy born over 2,000 years ago in a little podunk town in Galilee. This right now This is Christmas. And I know that that feels like I have to say that. Because I'm a pastor of a church and you're in a church. And of course I have to say that this is Christmas. But hear me out. I I actually think that if you shift, if you pivot, if you say, hey, it's not about when I watch a certain movie. It's not about when I hear a certain song. It's not about when I'm with a certain family member. It's not about any of those things. It's about when I come and I hear the good news of a Savior born for me, it is going to steal you against all of the hopelessness and all of the desolation that can come from putting your Christmas in the wrong time and place. Because Christmas is meant to be here. Christmas is meant to be the Christ Mass. Where we gather together. Where we hear his word. Where we experience his sacraments. Where we gather together with his body. And if this is your Christmas, you don't have to look anymore. You don't have to look at that present being the Christmas that you want. You don't have to look at that relationship being the present that you want. You don't have to look at that family member being the present that you want. You don't have to look for any other presents. That's not saying you're not going to enjoy them when they come. But if this is the centerpiece of your Christmas, I promise you, it'll be a good Christmas. So let me play the angel for you in the Christmas play tonight. Let me tease you like that angel teased those shepherds so long ago. 
I have good news for you of a Christmas that is found in this room, that is found in the proclamation of Jesus, that is found in his word and his sacrament. Let's sing and see if you're teased enough to come and try to find him after the song.